I'm matchmaker Maria, the founder of Agape Match. For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, I answer your dating and relationship questions and interview experts to give you the tools to find or keep the love of your life. This is Ask a Matchmaker. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. I'm your host, Matchmaker Maria, and this is kind of like an emergency episode. So, of course, I called stand-up comedian Joyelle Nicole Johnson to join me on the podcast so we can talk about Risa Tisa. But before we start doing that, Joyelle, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me, boo. I appreciate it. What well, up, Jersey? Last time it was over Zoom. Now it's in studio. I can't believe we're doing this in person again. Um, you're one of the few people I would do this for. I know. I know. It, 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 I had to have a Jersey girl yes. going through a crisis in Atlanta. Absolutely. To bring you into the studio. Otherwise, it was like, mm, nope. Nope, yeah. Nope. She would just ignore my texts. Yeah. I've been a now. Jersey girl in a crisis in Atlanta. <laughs> and now I'm a Jersey girl in a velour suit on a velour couch. And I'm very happy about that. And you have other things in common with with our protagonist of today's story. Oh, I do. What else do I have in common with her? I'm not sure. Let's talk about it. Oh, my goodness. So we before we do that, let's in. for those who have been living under a TikTok rock <laughs> this past week, uh, we are talking about Risa Tisa. That is her username. She is a Jersey woman living in Atlanta who started telling her story on TikTok. She would do 10 minute videos. She, it was 53 parts. Mm. And she recounts the story of meeting someone right at the beginning of the pandemic who we would come to find out through her storytelling that he's a pathological liar. Yes. Yes. Um, I also just want to say that because of how she set up this storytelling, she kind of broke TikTok. And by the way, I think it's really interesting that it happened to be in the same period as like, you know, Universal Music Group takes their music away. <laughs> and also this woman, she's not putting on makeup. She's not slicing sand. No. She's not doing the distracting things that we have needed to watch people speak. No, you know, she's just story. giving she it just direct to camera, direct to camera, and all types of do rags and lace fronts. And I appreciated the journey. The hair journey was fantastic. The hair journey was Alone. amazing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like not only did she break TikTok, I feel like she gave us back our distraction. Like we've been so distracted. <sighs> And I feel like I have it back. I have power now after spending like six <laughs> hours because I didn't even know you could do a double. Like, what is it called? Speed it up until oh, yes. like the last 10 parts. I was like, oh, yeah. I was listening to her do it like her full. Oh, no, I did the 1.5 speed because two was a little bit crazy for me. I'm mm -hmm. a weed smoker. That was very speed. You know, that was very cocaine. -y. <laughs> I was like one and a half was my capacity. Yeah. Mm hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so that that was her. The name of the playlist, should you want to go check it out, is called Who the Fuck Did I Marry? Who TF Did I Marry? Yes. It's been trending. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, her future. But, you know, I wanted to bring you in and talk about it. Yeah, man, it was a journey. I can't believe I watched all of it. I did. I watched every like, I don't have a job. So <laughs> I had time and sometimes I'll be having time and it was a good thing to have time for. I need. I, and speaking of distractions, it was a good distraction from all the sadness of the world yeah. to watch somebody confess their sadness to people because everybody tries to pretend that we live perfect lives. Uh -huh. We on Instagram. We doing it for the gram. Right. 
you know, we on a miserable vacation, but let's get this shot. <laughs> and, and don't nobody know. She even did. She was like, bad I'm vulnerable. Angles. She did bad oh. angles. She had her camera like right here. She was here, giving you, it. Like you said, the hair, all of it. Yes. There Bonnet are a lot on. of, there are a lot of layers to this story. There's so many layers. Oh my God. She, he lied a lot to her. He did. He got away with a lot in the beginning. He got away with a lot the whole time, it seemed like. I feel like there were signs. Oh, there was a, there was a sign. Listen, I wrote, I took notes. <laughs> this, the first sign was that she met him on two different apps with two different names. Ladies, if you come across somebody who's using two different names on two different apps, don't swipe right. That's the number one red flag for me. Right there. Do not for swipe For me, right. the number one flag was that he was six foot four. Ooh, you don't trust him? No, I've never trusted a man who's six foot four. I've been hurt too much. Oh, by the tall man. By the six foot, six foot four specifically. That's so interesting. I, I don't date tall men. <laughs> tall men don't date me, rather. <laughs> and you know, we are a fellow um, Amazonian queen. Uh, I usually am hovering my height, five, ten and a half or lower. My yeah. boyfriend happens to be six one. He's yeah. the tallest man I've ever dated. Yeah, and, and I mean, with your hair, you look, oh, yeah. you still look taller than yeah. him. The five eights, the five nines, love your girl. And, and she's wearing four inch heels. Oh right yeah, now. I'm I'm dunking so, on people. I know, I can't, I can't. I mean, last year, my sister sent me some episode about some narcissist on another podcast. He was and I was just like literally waiting until I hear the drop and it was like three episodes in. Well, you know, he was really big and like, you know, six foot four and I was like oh there it is and then wow. two years ago um fellow comedian Jared Fried and I were talking about Caleb do you remember West Elm Caleb I where remember he dated everyone? that I couldn't go into that hole you got to pick your holes you know what I'm saying I'm in the LGBTQs no you got <laughs> to pick your holes and I, I couldn't go through that hole. Like some holes, I just be like, you know what? I'm gonna leave that over there. It hit my feed, Joelle. I'm not gonna lie to you. And I remember someone asking me, I don't know if it was Jared or someone else, but I remember someone asking me like, why do you think he got away with it? And I was like, cause he's six foot four. Ooh, he's dating a bunch of bitches. Yeah. And also, so what, I'm listening to the Risa Tisa yes. and in my mind, six foot four. So I'm just waiting. I'm like, when is she gonna tell us his height? And like at the end, I think of episode two or the beginning of episode three, like part two or part three, she's like, well, he's a big guy, six or four. And I'm like, ding, called it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And the first episode was she said God tried to stop her from going on the date because she blew out a tire. <laughs> and that was God. Do like, you that? like God is trying to tell you something. Color purple. Have you ever been catfished? Um, I haven't, but I'm also... I'm a freelance comedian, so... So you're the catfish? Right, right. Like, people think I am I am not a human, so I've never, like, you know, done that much. Have you ever encountered um, pathological or compulsive liars? My father. I was born of one, so... Okay. So that's why I... You can't lie to me. You can't lie to me. You could try, but I'm gonna... There's gonna be red flags, and that's why I want people... Not just women, people. Look at the red flags. They're going to be there from the moment. Just don't trust your instincts. Because what I love about her is that she was very self-aware post oh, yeah. everything, saying, oh, yeah. if this makes me look ugly, I'm going to still say it. And I love that for her, for telling people, don't ignore your instincts. If your instincts are telling you something, trust yourself. So one of the things that you have in common mm. is that you both met your partners the first week of March yep. of 2020. Okay, in my defense, 
<laughs> so let's talk about your then. partner now. Uh, what does he do for a living? Listen, that's a very valid question because I am not sure to this day. We're about to be four years into this He's relationship. He's told me a few times what he does. And I'm like, you sound like Chandler from Friends. I, or or black people would say Tommy from Martin. He ain't got yeah. no job. <laughs> he ain't got no job. Um, he is a product manager. Oh, you lost me right there. Okay. He's a product manager. Uh -huh. And what my brain of technology has, has no product technology. <laughs> Um, my brain has corralled that he um, wrangles software developers like cats and tells them what to do for a business. And he wakes up, he gets out of the bed every day at 7.30 a.m. Does he have good health care? He has great health care. I got um, a hysterectomy through that health care. That's all that matters, I guess, in this scenario. Absolutely. There's actual evidence. I will, tell you, what, evidence. I'll tell you another difference that you, all, what you both have. You met through a mutual friend. We met and we had known each other for a year before we started dating. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So it wasn't app-based. I mean, no shade on app-based queens. Get your app out. Um, but we met in the wild, as I would say, which is rare these days. And I know a lot of people want that for themselves. You want to meet organically. Yeah. And so I'm very lucky to have met my partner organically. I, granted, one of our friends did die. So I earned it. Um, <laughs> Can you finish that story? Because oh, yeah. you can't just say <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all don't know me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Our mutual friend died. So he was a stand-up comedian. And then my boyfriend went to college with him. Yeah. And then one of our friends was like, I think y'all should be together. I want to be a matchmaker. And she was a matchmaker. She did a great job. Yes, she did a great yeah, job. You guys and are fun together. we still together four years. Yeah. So, yeah. So I didn't meet him uh, nakedly in March of 2020. On Facebook dating? Yeah, no. And also, you know, the first two weeks of March were intense. To say the least. To I mean, say the least. I mean, understatement I of the year. What I'm trying to say is that, like, <laughs> while she's saying the story, I'm kind of like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense to me. Like, I think oh. nobody wants to be... I mean, I remember when Hurricane Sandy came in and I called my friends with benefits and was like, do you want to go through, you go through this with me? <laughs> Hug me. <laughs> Please hug me. Everybody I didn't know that we were hugs. losing power. I didn't know I was going to be stuck with him oh. on a fifth floor walk. Like, you know, neither I was like, did oh, I. here we are. Okay. I Once again, lucky that I happen to like my boyfriend. I like him. I don't like a lot of people. <laughs> I, I hate most people, as we talked about on off camera before this started. But um, yeah, man, so I understand that need to want to be with somebody. Yeah. You know, that's hard. Have you ever been, uh, so wait, before I keep going, we yes. have to talk about the differences between a pathological liar and a compulsive liar, because I didn't oh. know this. I, th I thought they were the same thing. Oh, okay. But they're two I, different I things. I have OCD, so I'm very interested in this. Okay, so a compulsive liar mm -hmm. is, uh, it lies out of habit. Compulsive or habitual lying is when someone tells lies, big or small, often for no apparent reason. Compulsive lying doesn't always mean that they are trying to cover something up or be dishonest. It's often an urge that does not have a traceable motivation. That makes sense. Okay, so I am a hair puller and a skin picker. It's not intentional. So that makes sense. You're kind of just doing, you're just doing it. Compulsive. Like it's just yeah. coming out your mouth. Coming that out. makes sense. And then a pathological liar is someone who excessively lies. They exhibit a pattern of consistent dishonesty that feels impossible to stop. Mm. Pathological lying involves an irrational need to fabricate stories, events, or facts. So one of the things that I can see, I, I feel like from my own experience of having dated the latter, 
tell you about that in a second, was like, I think a compulsive liar is like they says lies out of habit, but mm -hmm. they can tell you that they're lying. A pathological liar can't help themselves. They're just it's it's like it's psychosis. Right. And but here's the thing. How can you tell the difference unless a professional sits down with that person and figures it out? Did you know that there is no cure for pathological lying? Like you can you would you it's under psychi psychiatry. Mm -hmm. You would have to you know, speak to a psychiatrist, or whatever, but there's no medication. It stems, I, from what I gathered off of Googling, it stems from anxiety or Not some compulsive? sort of trigger. It could be both. Okay. But there's no, like, there's no pill that's like, stop lying. There's no pill that says stop picking as well. So that makes sense. That's crazy. Yeah. So I've, uh, have you ever dated a compulsive or pathological liar? No. I once again, you can't lie to me. So I like I, on the first date. How do you, tell us the tips. How do you sniff it out? I mean, it's gonna manifest itself in some way, shape, or form. And I'm not necessarily gonna say on the first date, but there's gonna be signs that the person is on the dishonest track. I mean, for me, the way you treat a server is huge. Uh, the way somebody, if they're on a date, the way they treat the other people who are in service to them, mm -hmm. that's a big sign for me. If they're not polite, if they, um, you know, snap at people, things like that. Those are things on dates that I don't, I don't fuck with. If you're rude, if you snatch something from somebody's hands, I've been on dates with people like that, where I'm like, oh, we're not having another date. Like this dude, I think he yelled at a server once on a date and I was like, what? My it, extroversion could never, I'm like oh, no. such a people pleaser. <laughs> oh yeah, no, 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 no. And I can't, I can't do that. But um, I just think like along the way, things aren't going to line up. And she said it, she said it a lot. Like Tell she me was, what else you have in your notes. In my notes? <laughs> the she neighbor, has notes. the neighbor came to the house. So she, he came out and I guess he's pathological. Yeah. And he was like, your ex-boyfriend came in yeah. a Dodge Charger. Yeah. And he came to the house and she was freaking out. But then she remembers her neighbor has a ring camera. She asked the neighbor to look at her ring camera. The neighbor's like, nope, nobody was at your house. And then she said, something inside me told me he was lying. No, something outside you <laughs> told you he was lying. Like there's signs aren't usually going to be that blatant. The show, the, the show, the show. It was it, a like, show. It, it triggered me too mm -hmm. uh, at some points because I was thinking about like, as I've gotten older, I've been able to detect a lot faster when someone is lying to me, usually right. within the first two Age, days. Age, for sure. Right? Age. But when I was younger, like I remember um, in my early 20s, one of the men that I was in a relationship with, I didn't realize how much he was lying to me until like a year in. Because like, for instance, he had told me that he had done part of his degree at Boston University and yeah. then he had transferred over to our school. Why would I think that's a lie? That's And so I think also for me, I don't trust people in general, but that's because I was born, my father like lied about me. So I had to learn to navigate lies when I was very little. He I, lied to you? Lied about well? me, lied to me, said I wasn't his kid, like all this stuff. So I had to learn to navigate lies and liars when I was five, four years old. I remember being a really young and being like, these big people should know what's going on, but they don't. <laughs> like I had to but navigate that. But how did you that. know, like at that age, like my kids are that age right now and I can't yeah. even imagine them understanding. I mean, my kid has been asking me a lot about Santa Claus now. 
That's a start. And I'm like, oh. That's a start. We lied to kids. What YouTube videos are you watching? <laughs> we lied to kids. Religion was one for me. Like okay. I was I was told to go to Sunday school and my particular Sunday school would say that anyone who doesn't accept Jesus Christ is going to hell. And I was very young and I asked my sub, my uh, Sunday school teacher, I was like, what about my friend? He's Jewish. And she was like, he's going to hell. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. I'm like six years old. I was like, that doesn't make sense. That's such an inappropriate thing to say to a child, too. So crazy to say. I mean, it's inappropriate to say to anyone. Yeah. Um, it's funny. My son, he we've been teaching him. I've been reading to him each night. Um, my favorite book of like the 12, the Greek gods. Mm -hmm. um, or like in my house, we call it like ancient Greek religion. I hate I hate calling it mythology because <laughs> it's all mythology. Anyway, it's and, all mythology. <laughs> You know, keep, keep the mythology. story, you know. So and, you know, my son, the, when we started reading them, he's like, I thought we, you know, he's he knows the commandments. Some of them, the first one's like, you know, you believe in one God. He's like, hold up. There's a lot of gods here because it's not just 12. There's like right. a gazillion. There's the 12 main gods. But there's like a lot of them. Yeah. And I was like, let's go. Let's read the last page of this book where it says, like, you know, uh, Greek people now believe in one God. Yeah. But this is what they used to believe in. And then eventually it all transitioned to this. And like he accepted that as like an answer. And the only reason that my husband and I like are providing him a basis of faith right now is because I think it's a lot easier to acquire a faith when you're at this age than to not talk about it at all. And then when they're an adult, it's kind of like Santa right. Claus, right? Like you right. can tell a child about Santa yeah. Claus now and they'll believe in the magic. Uh -huh. Right. They'll believe in the magic of spirit, which is what we're talking about here. If you didn't say that to them when they were five years old, then you tell a 12 year old, hey, there's this guy named Santa. The 12 year old's not going to believe it because they have enough life experience. They can probably do a little right. logic like it's a little bit different. So right. you're just trying to teach a little spirit, faith, you know, magic. That's all we're trying to do here. Anyway, so the 12 gods, he's been asking a lot of questions, though. Yeah, I was I was very question oriented as a child They're and great also questions. thusly would be as a girlfriend. So I'm going to be the person I think most women are. I think we naturally are like, and this and this and that. So if you're asking somebody enough questions, yeah. they can't lie to you because they have to be a really professional at it. And it's going to show that there's going to be a crack in the armor somewhere. You just got to pay attention. I believe yeah. not discounting any woman that's been lied to. Yeah. Or any person that's been what lied to. What was the to. lie that, there was this one lie I that he did. I was single for that a very long time. <laughs> there was this one lie that he said that triggered the shit out of me. And it reminded me of a situation that I was in recently, like recently, like in my late 20s. Uh, but right before I met my husband, um, it was a lie where he got like, he was feeling sick. Maybe it was his knee injury. His knee. Something his knee like injury. that, right? Yeah, and he was bedridden. Right. There mm -hmm. was this guy that I started dating, like, I think it was like mid 20s. He was cute. Um, I felt like I was a lot smarter than him. So mm -hmm. I wasn't like, once I figured that out within like the first few phone calls, we knew a friend of us introduced us. I don't know why, but a friend <laughs> of us introduced us. She tried. Yeah, she tried. <laughs> and um, I think it's because we were the only two Greek people she knew. Oh, yes. I try not to do that. Like, you guys are both gay, like <laughs> each other, right? I try not to do that, but I do. <laughs> so I'm talking to him on the phone. I could tell, like, you know, I don't I don't think we are on the same level, like, intellectually. Like, in how I want to spend my time, what mm -hmm. kind of shows I want to watch, what kind of movies I'm going to try. Like, it was just a lot. It was different levels. Yeah. And But I'm like, you know, whatever. We can have, like, fun. Like, I'm not opposed to having some fun here. Yeah. 
Um, but then, you know, as you keep talking to someone, you're like, I don't know if I want to go out with, you know, like I'm kind of backing out now. And then he calls me the next day or like three hours later. And he's like, you know, I'm in the hospital right now. Mm. And I was like, what happened? Like, why, what happened? Like, you know, like a normal reaction. Tinder swindler would do that to people. Oh, he would. I didn't watch that. See, that was not my hole. <laughs> I hold that. Yeah. I hold that one. Um, and, uh, he goes, he goes, I was like, you're in the hospital. Why? What happened? He was like, well, after yesterday's conversation, when you told me that, you know, you don't think this could work. I went out with my buddies and I went drinking and then I got into an accident and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, why are you driving under the influence? Yeah. First of all, but second of all, I was like, are you hurt? Like, my only question was like, are you hurt? Mm -hmm. He's like, why do you even care? I'm like, you called me. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> But I think he was expecting me to like drop everything mm -hmm. and go be with him, go be with him, which yeah. I'm sorry. I could never be with someone who would do this. To me. So, of course, my mind being a little older now and have been lied to in my early 20s, yeah. I was like, what hospital are you at? Oh, now you care? Nah. And I'm like, well, where did this happen? Like, I'm trying to like piece this together, you know, questions. and. He's like, well, it happened in, you know, in Midtown. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, like, let me know if you want me to come by. I'll come by. No, it's okay. I'm going to go home now. And I'm like, all right. I was like, you know, and then like, I think I told our mutual friend, I was like, you should check in on him, but don't do it today. Maybe in like five days. Why don't you call and ask them how their week was? Because surely if someone got to an accident at the hospital, they're going to tell their friend. Yeah. Um, no, this guy like. He was never in the hospital, didn't go out with his friends drinking. This is all made up to make yeah. me feel guilty to, like, care about him. Yeah. And I'm like, you're pathetic. I never told him that I knew. I don't oh, think he listens he to this podcast. It. That's good. I was just like, I don't need this. Like, like this is such a... Yeah. Now I can't even have fun with you. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about a compulsive or a pathological liar is they're going to be lying about everything. Yeah. So part of how a person can't lie to you is things that you say, meet their friends, meet oh their my family. God, that was because the biggest if you thing. don't meet their friends and family, A, they can lie to you. But also, I remember you always talking about how you dated a dude and one of his friends was like, why are you with this asshole? And you broke up with him. That. <laughs> that yeah. is his, their friends will sign. always tell you. They will My, always tell you. If, if one lesson to learn from the Risa Tisa story, and I've been saying Meet this, I have been saying this not only on the podcast, on Instagram, every fucking week. I know you do. If you don't meet his friends within the month of you dating, I don't care if it has to be a Zoom. I don't care if it has to be a Zoom. You need to meet his friends. One friend. I just need him. You know what his was? This was like part 45, part 46. <laughs> Because I was waiting for it. You know, there were certain things. I was like, yeah. when do we get to find out? And it's like, I've never met any of his friends. Dude, when her cousin, when the cousin reached out, I love the cousin. Shout out someone? to the cousin. You had a whole miscarriage Dude, without meeting his friends? I have, I have family members, like another sign from God. I have a family member um, who is a liar. And like, if somebody called, if somebody married them, I would definitely reach out to them on Facebook and be like, you know this you know this mug is a liar, right? You know, that was so funny that the cousin did that. <laughs> I happened, that, that Greek guy that I was telling you about, yeah. I happened to know. So he apparently is friends with one of my family members. And I called my family member. And I was like, what do you know about this guy? Like after, yeah. like a year later. Yeah. Because it bothered me so much. I said, oh, no, he's, nope. And I'm like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're not, they're, you, you can't keep a lie up.
You just have to be honest with yourself. There are people right now listening to this who are currently dating someone. They'll say stuff like, we've been dating for two months. We don't know what this is yet, so we haven't met friends. And I don't accept that. I think mm-hmm. you can be dating someone and just be like, hey, my friend, my girlfriends, let them meet your friends. My girlfriends and I, we're going out for drinks after work. Join us. Yeah. Yeah. When do I get to meet your friends? Oh, let's do a trivia night. Do you have any friends for us to go with? Like, if you're meeting someone off of the internet, that has to become priority number one. And if someone asks you, I think that conversation of like, when do you meet friends make that a first or second date conversation? Like anyone I date, I, especially off the internet, I'm going to prioritize meeting their friends, uh, in the first month of dating. I don't care if we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. I need to make sure that you're not a psycho. Call it out for what it is. Absolutely. I didn't meet you through a friend. I didn't meet you at a funeral. I didn't meet you at a funeral. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you know you can trust them, ladies. You better go to them funerals. You better wear a nice little... Shiva matchmaking. Dress. Um, Yeah, no, and that's when I say I never date a liar. That doesn't mean I haven't dated trash bags. I dated trash men, comedians. Um, (laughs) I've dated them before, and you're going to know that they don't want to be with you. Because of certain types of behavior. And if you're not meeting their friends, that person doesn't want to be with you. How quickly did you meet Daniel's friends? Well, I mean, you had a friend. It was, we had mutual friends and I met a bunch of them, but it was also pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really meet them. But what they did was like a cute little boys night every Tuesday. And when you were saying wasn't on speaker, it wasn't on speaker, but he was on the phone. (laughs) <laughs> they play video games together. It's really nerdy and it's cute. Great. Yeah. And then, and I have since met his friends after the pandemic and we were able to um, see people, but and I, we also did a lot of stuff that you don't recommend doing. Like we moved in together. Uh, right. Rules are, rules are meant to be broken. Rules are rules. Yeah. yeah. But I would recommend getting the ring first. I mean, you got, you, you guys, you, look, she's right. The different, the, I think, yeah, put that on a shirt. But also, <laughs> but also, uh, you did something that I don't think a lot of couples do, which is you preemptively hired a dad for the relationship, aka a couples therapist. Absolutely. We're taping this on a Monday. Monday is couples therapy day. It has changed. It used to be Friday. It used to be Friday. Is it's it been better Thursday. Now on Monday? No, he just changes whenever his schedule changes. And since, the therapist? Or, yeah, the oh, therapist. Okay. I was like, Daniel? Yeah, no, no. Da- Daniel is um, free. He has a job. <laughs> I'm the crazy one. Is this over, over Zoom? Uh, yeah, we Zoom with him. Mm-hmm. And usually when we are together. We've only done it like once or twice when I was in another city or state. but And those were emergency sessions. Um, so we usually do it when we're together. How did you find them? Psychology Today. Big fan of psychology today because you can type in everything you need. Um, my boyfriend's biracial, so I wanted a biracial therapist um, who could relate to both of us. I'm black. He's half white, half Asian, you know, and I talk about this in my stand up, but I'm serious. His dad's the white guy, which that's important for us to oh, yes. point out sometimes. LOL. Yes. Mr. and Mrs. Smith will give you more context to that. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Oh, it, the new show? With yeah, the, yeah. Oh, they talk about that? Yeah, yeah. Because she's half. So their oh. relationship is ours in reverse. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yes. my gosh. I have not watched it. That's like yeah. on our, our, literally our next. Yeah. Right now, I'm we, George and I are watching the most asinine show with Jennifer Gardner called he couldn't tell that's the worst part Um, that I don't even remember and I'm like we're eight episodes in and I'm like where is the like 
what just happened? It's like this that insane exposition for a whole episode. I'm like, can you guys just stop talking and like act it out now? Yeah. Now I'm just watching it in spite. And, and here's what I learned from Aaron Sorkin. I watched his masterclass and he says, if you hate something and you're a writer specifically, continue watching it because you need to find out A, what you hate about it, but also B, what you would change. And so oh, even if we that. hate a show, we'll continue to watch it to the end to see, you know, what the arc was, the character, what what was messed up. I mean, the first two episodes are really good. That, mm -hmm. like, reeled us in. But now I'm like, yeah. oh, what is happening? And then chaos happens. You know yeah. what show we loved watching because there was zero exposition? It was pure filmmaking was, did you watch it, the show Severance? Yeah, we did. Dude, mm -hmm. that has zero exposition. Like, zero, like, mm -hmm. you are basically blind the whole time. And you just right have in. to act it out. Mm -hmm. No one's telling you what's happening. Yeah. You figure it out as you go. Yeah. You're confused the first two episodes Very to help. Confused. But so is the main character. The main mm -hmm. character is one of the main characters is fully confused, trying mm -hmm. to make a sense of their reality. I thought I was like, Severance is a good show. Listen, making uh television is hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's very I hard. I feel like I'm seeing you a lot on TV lately. Can we brag I about mean, you for I a little bit? I feel like you on TV a little bit. Yes. I mean, were you on the first episode of The Night Show? Of The Night Show After Midnight? Yeah. Uh, maybe like the, the second week, third week it oh, came wow. out. You know what? First month. Her first clip, her fir the first clip I ever saw of mm -hmm. it was with you. Ooh. And I like freaked out. I sent it to everyone <laughs> I know. I reposted it on my Instagram. I was like, I know her. Yes. After midnight. So happy they brought that back for comics, for working. And it's so much fun to do. It was the first time I was not nervous to be on a television You're camera. You're so, do you, I saw some of the clips. Mm -hmm. Do you know in advance or is that on the fly? So they, um, well, I don't know how much I'm supposed oh, to tell. Oh, take that out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much I'm supposed to tell. NDA is uh, not allowed yeah, here. Yeah, they, they, they you, you get the things in advance, but day of. So, I, yeah, Still, I don't know if I like, yeah. you know, it was so Joyelle. Well, oh, now that I said Joyelle coded, mm -hmm. I have been texting you recently. Yes. About a character. What show was that? Was it Jessica Williams? Doing something? I'm going to go through my texts. Hold okay. On. There was a show. <laughs> there was I a show where I was sent, like, though. this is so Joyelle coded. Like, they literally took her personality. That's so funny. Okay. Um, yes, Jessica Williams. So that's another one uh, that I was like, I think I'm going to start hate watching the last three episodes because oh, I was like, where is good. this going? But Jessica Williams saved it, like her whole plot line. Yeah. I was like, I'm only watching this now for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's cool. But like, I feel like as I was watching, the, the show is shrinking. Okay. And she plays a shrink. Oh, cool. And all of her mannerisms, the things that she was saying, her reactions to things. I was like, this kind of feels like someone watched your stand-up, like in the writer's room. And they were like, okay, let's pretend Joyelle Nicole Johnson is a shrink. <sighs> and is I... having like familial drama happen. I love it. I mean, I haven't seen it. And I think when you sent it to me, I think I was like, also sending you clips. I was like, right. tell me this is not you. Like, and I I couldn't watch it though because I've been compared to her. Compared? Oh, you have to her not looks wise. Um. Oh, you mean like energy wise? Energy wise tall, is the same. You know. Oh, you have been compared before. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I was just like, okay. Here I am thinking I'm having a original Eureka moment, but apparently <laughs> but other people see also, it. Also, everyone's gonna compare you to the other tall black girl. That's for I didn't sure. realize she was tall. She is. She's. I, uh, I think she's almost six feet. Well, she's tall and then she wears her hair. Up. So listen, mm -hmm. I asked my 
listeners, mm -hmm. what's the craziest lie someone has ever told you? Oh, yay. And we have clips I, for us to react to. Oh, my God, I'm so to. excited. <laughs> we don't, we're going to be listening, though. We're listening? Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, my God. Hi, Maria. My name is Caitlin, and I'm from Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm 34 years old. The biggest lie that I was ever told by a boyfriend of mine was when um, a boyfriend that I had been dating for two years, um, I saw his car driving down the road when he was supposedly out of town. Um, so I followed him and ended up at his ex-girlfriend's apartment. When I confronted him, he told me that she had cancer. No. And he was spending time with her to be supportive of her during her time of need of being diagnosed with cancer. Um, I took some time to really think and reflect about that. And I ended up reaching out to her and finding out that she indeed did not have cancer. And she thought that she was his girlfriend as well. So we both are now no longer dating this liar. And y'all friends? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, and I think that was one thing Risa said about death, how she don't lie about death. She don't play when it comes to death. Karma going to get your ass. Karma going to get his ass. You can't be lying about cancer. and that you Don't bring that energy into your life. And don't let somebody who brings that energy into your life stay in your life. Oh, my God. Also, I mean, if you following cars, break up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing no FBI shit. That's another thing she said. She was like, I'm at it. She's standing in line at a government agency. If you standing in line at a government agency to prove something your boyfriend said, break up, boo. You can't be looking through obituaries. You doing Lexus, Nexus, Lexus type research, old school newspapers and shit. Nah, I'm not doing all that. If you if you if you doing all that. Get therapy <laughs> and break up. <laughs> I'm not doing all that research. That's the clip. That's the clip right there. <laughs> that ramble. That, that's it. Put that all of that. Put that on a T-shirt. Lexus, Nexus, Nexus, Lexus. Let's go to the next clip. Hi, Matchmaker Maria. Uh, I'm withholding my name, but I'm 32 and I live in New York City and I dated a compulsive liar for about 18 months. Ooh. We met on Bumble and in the early days of us spending time together, he lied to me about where he attended law school. He said he was going to NYU and was actually attending a different university. I found out because since we had met online, I Googled him and there had been indicators on the internet that he was attending one university. But of course, I couldn't tell him that I Googled him. So I asked where he was in school and was kind of shocked that he didn't say the place I was expecting. I confirmed that he was lying when shortly after that we were attending an outdoor event and it got chilly and he gave me his jacket to wear. When I went to the bathroom, I realized he left his wallet in his pocket and so I looked inside to see if there was a student ID. There was and it was not to NYU. The problem is that I didn't do anything about it. I thought surely he would come clean eventually and that there had to be a good reason he was lying. Perhaps he was insecure and would react badly to me calling him out. Yeah. I was not a very confident dater at the time. When I finally did call him out close to eight months later, we proceeded to date for another 12 plus months. Oh. Over the entirety of the 18 months we dated, I never met a single one of his friends. He was incredibly controlling, manipulative, and his addiction to gambling and alcohol nearly ruined me. Ooh. It's all quite embarrassing because I'm a smart person, so it's not that I didn't see the lies, it's that I saw the lies and chose to ignore yeah. them. 
Amid the pandemic, we went to separate cities for a bit and the physical distance helped me get the clarity and courage I needed to end things. And immediately it felt like a giant weight lifted off me. I never looked back and with the help of therapy, friends, family, and of course the Matchmaker Maria community, I'm now a far more confident dater and would never overlook a lie of any magnitude, particularly within the early days of meeting. As I said, this part of my past embarrasses me, but I'm sharing it because so often in the Ask a Matchmaker Wednesdays, we see people write in asking questions that make it seem like they're not trusting their gut or making excuses for a man's behavior. I'm sharing my experience as a cautionary tale. Trust your guts, be strong, and do not overlook lies. Um, Thanks for listening, and thanks for all you do, Matchmaker Maria. Yes, bars, bars. Put put the ether beat on that or something. She did that. She did that. Fuck yeah. I wonder what law great. school he went, actually went That's to. That's hilarious that if you're he lied lie, about law lie schools. like Harvard Law. But you know, and, and I think y'all talked about this before, about where the lies start, because yeah. the difference between the height lie and what was the other lie? Age the, lie. A, the age lie. Yeah. And I originally thought that I would give lenience to height because right. I'm tall, but she said a lie is a lie. An algorithm and, is an and algorithm, if I they're guess, lying... It's, they're going to mm. be lying about little stuff. So don't let the little things ignore you. And when I say oh, yeah. I, I, Erica you can't changed lie my me. mind that day. Yeah, she changed my like, mind wow. too. I never thought of height as a thing that I, yeah. I don't care about it. Right. But if you're lying, you're lying. And you're going to be able, and like I said with Risa, he was lying already by being on two different apps. With different With names. two different names. Mm. So that is a lie. So don't ignore it when you see it. You know, and in retrospect, I mean, every person I talk to that's been cheated on or whatever, they're like, oh, I knew. You just ignore it. She said it too. Like, you know, she felt ashamed. You know, she's a smart woman. And by the way, I think that's what that's what I think Risa did where she tickled people's brains. It's like she clearly looks she clearly seems to me like she's a smart woman. Mm -hmm. Right. Competent. I don't think I really don't think it's her fault. I think. The kind of person who can do this is also a narcissist. Mm-hmm. And, and predatory. And predatory. And narcissism yeah. will get you. I've been in that situation where I was with a patho- pathological liar for two years. And I knew like seven months in, like, oh, I'm in danger. Yeah. Like Whoopi Goldberg, you in you danger, danger girl. girl. Right. And, and you know, uh, but then it's like, well, how could he lie about something so small? And how could he lie about something so big? Right. And then the fights would become like... I remember this one time we got in a fight about something like the equivalent would be like him saying to me, like, the sky is pink. And I'm like, no, the sky is blue. Right. And the way he believed that the sky is pink, like he would die for it. Mm -hmm. And then somehow I'm now being violated for being like, are you serious right now? Like, how are you? And then it's like the only reason we stayed that long together after that is because I felt unsafe. Mm -hmm. I needed to get an exit plan like and that took. Like and when a you're really too deep long time. in, yeah, you, you also know. have to deconstruct the lies that they've been telling you, which is for two years, for a year and a half, I heard on a consistent basis, no man's going to love you the way I love you. Mm. And I know at 39 now I can look back and I'm like, what a loser. Right. Right. But, but when you're young, when you're young, when your brain's not to, like you, you've been with this person, you know, they've seen you naked. You've shared certain vulnerabilities. You've been vulnerable. They've also been vulnerable with you. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh. The sunken cause fallacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't sunken cause fallacy because I didn't think, I, like, I put so much in that I can't leave. I didn't know I could leave. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Didn't have the, yeah. and, I, and then I remember one time I called his mom and his sister. His sister was really hard to, like, pin down. Like, I've met her a few times and I would try to, like, have, like, a kind of a conversation with her, like, 
look, it's your sister. I can't get in between family, right? But I remember trying to like first befriend her so that I can get to a place where I'm like, hey, I need help. Mm-hmm. But she never gave me that like, like we would, what we went, I remember once the movies together and then we went to eat, but it was never like the conversation. I was trying my best to get it to the next level. And like, she would constantly change the topic. Right. Yeah. yeah. I met my partner's sister and like almost immediately right. as well. Yeah. So that, so that was another reason I didn't need to meet the friends as soon. Right. Because I met his sister and, right. and vibed with her. And I could not, I mean, I met a sister right away too. I mean, I knew this person and we were schoolmates. Mm-hmm. Right. But. I remember at some point, like a year in, going to his mom mm. and be like, I need help. Like, I don't, I need help. And then she started gaslighting me. It was Ooh. like, no, you're wrong. Well. Or this and this. And I was just like, maybe I am wrong. An adult is telling me, like, do you, and you see how like you can get in a situation Absolutely. where you're like, you're a narcissist, but so is your mom. Absolutely. Well, that's where they're going to get their narcissism like fueled where they're going to learn. It's going to be one of the parents. It's always one of the parents. <laughs> if everything that's wrong with us is one of our parents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that person, whoever was the same legion. Her. I feel for her. I feel, the woman who just called, I 100% mm-hmm. get where she's coming from. Absolutely. I get the embarrassment. I've, I feel embarrassed when I'm first time talking about this person, you know? So it's like. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I was never I and I I don't I don't lie to myself also and not saying I'm different I'm above anyone or anything. I don't lie to myself. And that would be when I'm with the trash dudes, I would just be like, "Oh, I know you don't care about me, but I'm still going to be here because mm. I know I'm vulnerable right now." Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll keep sleeping with you for 8 months. Yikes. You know, whatever, 12 months, that type of thing. So I have been there. Yeah. You just ain't gonna lie to me. Like I know you're trash, right? And we're just having sex, <laughs> and we're just having fun, as we we're call just it. Ha- yeah, we're just having a good time, and sometimes a cry afterwards. <laughs> Let's listen to one more clip. Is Ooh. it one more or two more? Yeah, we got two These more. These are so exciting. I mean, not y'all sadness, but. <laughs> so the guy that I've been dating for about a, a little bit over a year, things have been rocky with us for a while, but you know we were still trying to make it and he told me that he was going to the mountains to take care of his father and I said okay you know take care of family business um we would talk pretty regularly but there would be days where there would be radio silence Mm -hmm. and um at about the month and a half point I said listen you know this has been too long um we need to like have time to reset figure out you know what is going on if this is like worth it and we need to like have a mutual couple of days together. Um, before that happened, he basically said to me, oh my gosh, beautiful, like I'm coming home. And I said, okay. I've been sold this song and dance enough times where I was kind of like, okay, if you say so. Um, and, you know, the reason why he kind of like said I'm coming home was because I realized that he had been blocking me and he told me that he wasn't that he wasn't blocking me that if he was going to break up with me he would have done it in a really adult way like a conversation a phone call and I was like I think you're blocking me but okay whatever um that day I had like called him on my home phone my home phone which I have and that's kind of like how I unraveled the why because that evening on my home phone the other woman that he'd been playing house with she called me Mm. on my home phone to tell me hey, I've been dating like X, Y, and Z since this amount of time. And I've been with him a little bit longer than that. And I called him. I, I, I said to her, I was like, well, we just got off the phone. He and I just got the phone. So like, as you know, 
as you can tell, like we've been together for X amount of time, but I, I called him back and I was like, this person called me and he was like, oh yeah, okay. And I never heard from him again because I blocked him. So if he called me back, we'll never know. But that's how I unraveled the lie. Good. Get get blocked, baby. Who has time for like two girlfriends? I don't know. I've have you ever Dude. been in that? I've been in that really. I've been in a relationship where the guy was dating me, living with me. Yeah, like living with like he was over my house five days a week, but he also had a girlfriend in Connecticut. I, I can understand it if everyone's honest with each other. Because it, the lie to me sounds exhausting. It sounds yeah. exhausting to be a pathological or a freaking whatever the other one, compulsive liar. Yeah. Because how can you keep up? How? That's why I don't lie, because I can't keep up with it. I'm, I'm too I busy. Smoke. I smoke. <laughs> I done forgot something the second I told you. I'm, I'm too busy. I'm way too busy. And that's the thing. These people don't have jobs. <laughs> I don't have one either, but they <laughs> don't have jobs. And it's funny because I know I one of my friends had a dude who would like tell her night shift and then tell the other girl day shift. So he would go to that house at night and her house during the day. <sighs> it's just infuriating. Oh, my God. I wish every clip that called, they told us the height of the guy. <laughs> Should have asked for that. Matchmaker Maria is a heightist. The hot takes that I've got. <laughs> Let's listen to our last clip. Hi, Matchmaker Maria. My name is Kelsey. I'm 31 years old, and I'm answering your question about the craziest thing a compulsive or pathological liar ever lied to me about. Um, the biggest one was that he was deployed in the Middle East, but really just in Eastern Washington. Um, but he also used to lie about really stupid little things. Like, uh, I had bought something for his parents and he claimed he had sent it off to them and gave this whole story about his parents' reaction to the item in detail. Um, and then I was helping him straighten up his house and found the item, which was never sent. So, <laughs> Damn. I don't know. Hopefully Goofy. people can relate. Actually, hopefully not. Right. No, people for sure can relate to that. Everyone relates to that. So, yeah, like dumb lies. And and that's what I think they're going to do is like they're going to tell stupid lies. It's stupid lies. And, and then you'll be like, oh, you'll just don't write it off. If he's telling a dumb lie, get out of it. <laughs> no lies. None. Have you ever lied? I mean, I know I you say you don't lie, lie if but money, like, if money is if money's involved. involved, like if I have to lie, pretend that I have to work with a white man I don't like, and <laughs> and that it's gonna be a lot of money, and I pretend that I like the person, so I will lie for this industry. Are you kidding me? I'm like God. You want to make money? I can't be. Got to get paid. Yeah. All right. One last thing I want your reaction on before we go into casting of the Risa Tisa story. Ooh, uh, fun. Can we watch the clip? Yeah, it's right. watching clips. We've got sure. a clip. We've I got a clip it. from Legion. Oh, Le oh yes. Because I have it. After I watched 53 episodes, I was like, I can't do anymore. So I stopped. Yeah, me too. And I heard she, she I can't got even a trip take, to Europe. I can't even take the takes. Okay. When that happened, I got to talk about that. Man, what's good, everybody? Oh, I just God. want to do this one. Because, you know, you ever just had people doubt you or just come at you like you ain't doing something? I just... I ain't trying to throw it in your face, but you know what this is? You know what this is? Y'all seen the pictures. I posted it earlier. Done and done. Certified. Divorce? Done. You're good. Divorced. You know, good. everybody who had my back through this because this process was just 
hell. Because, Who is on his because side? Because quite honestly, it takes way more to be Why done with somebody. Why does he look the way I thought he would? to get with him. LOL. So, like I said, I just want to say thanks to everybody and everybody who out there who was saying, oh, it ain't going to be done. It's just that and third. <laughs> Haters. I oh, knew I him. knew when there would be a response video, he'd be wearing two things. A hat and a sunglasses. <laughs> I knew it. That's why what I say, like, he looks exactly the way I thought oh, he would. Goofy. He looks goofy. What a goofy. And he a printing. He will print out a the, document. The man that has man, a printer. If You know what? If I were... So let's talk about casting for a second. Yes. All right, there are three opportunities here. Yes. For the Legion. First, for all parties involved. Yes. The first one. Yes. If I were Hewlett Packard, I would give a brand deal to Legion. Absolutely. Because the man is bringing printers back. He is bringing printers back. He bringing he printers back everything. like the he Gen printed Z bringing everything. back um, uh, newspapers. <laughs> he printed everything. Yeah. Number two, if I were the Travel Channel, mm -hmm. I would have a six-episode series of Risa Tisa does London. Yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. Okay. London and Paris. Yeah, London and Paris. Watch her navigate the, you know, the little tomb under the channel. You know, the English little channel. Little subway. Little subway action. <laughs> like, Have I... Have her dating in London. A dating yes. show in London. Uh, yes. She needs a therapist you on know, the show. You know, the, the problem with British men is that they know American women love that accent. Oh. So, you know... Depends on the British dude. I um, mean, I'm not here for David Beckham. Oh, you don't like David Beckham? He sounds like Mickey Mouse. He looks like Mickey Mouse? He sounds like Mickey he Mouse. He sounds like Mickey Mouse. You've just ruined David Beckham for me. Thank you. Um, okay, casting. I thought about this. There's no way you'd... I didn't tell you to prepare for this. I'm so sorry. You shouldn't have did it. You, I should have not, or I should have? Oh, no. Let's go. Let's see what I, I, I can I feel like you're with. good on the play. So, who would... There's there's three questions. Who would yeah. play Risa Tisa? Yeah. Who would play Legion? And yeah. who is it directed by? Okay. Because that makes a difference. Yes. Legion, I'm thinking... Uh, either Brian Tyree Henry or there's this guy, Chris Davis, who was also in Atlanta. He played the crazy couch sleeping guy. Yeah. And he just also did the George Foreman movie. He's so, that man has range. I would love to see him play a lion ass, <laughs> pathological lion ass dude. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. that's a good one. Mm -hmm. That's and a really good, that's a really good casting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I well tell me who you would do Risa Tisa. Risa Tisa, I'm liking my girl Danielle Pinnock. Um, she's in the show Ghosts on yeah, CBS. Yeah, yeah. She's awesome at Body Courage. She's fantastic. Uh, she would be hilarious. I'm so happy you didn't and, say Jill Scott. I feel like everyone has put Jill Scott in there because of that one Tyler Perry movie. Oh, oh no, 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 no! I wouldn't do that. But I would do Michelle Buteau. Hold on. That would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. I just don't, I feel like she's too powerful to like get lied to. But if I have you a acting, problem. Yeah, if maybe we she's acting. acting we, we, once again, we see it in You're the right. Oh, I don't even know what I'm saying because wait until you hear my casting. Ooh. So I want a little empire themed. Okay. Who wants, who doesn't want to relive 2016 again? True. Um, 2016, I would love to relive before that. Should, not you know, 2016. Well, it had happened at the end of the 2016. Uh, 2015, it came out. Anyway, uh, so Maria's choices, Risa Tisa, mm -hmm. Taraji. Okay. And obviously, Legion is Terrence. Terrence Harold. Oh, Howard. Terrence Harold would definitely play a great pathological life. Tell me, I mean, come on. He wouldn't have to act. First of all, the entire... <laughs> 
the entire time, about him. <laughs> the entire time she was telling us a story, I was just thinking of Terrence Howard the entire mm -hmm. time. So then when Legion pops up, I was like, he looks exactly like I thought he would. Tell me that's not Terrence Howard with sunglasses and a hat. Oh, I mean, don't play Terrence. Terrence is hot, at least. If you're going to lie to me, be hot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who would direct it? Who would direct it? Ooh, First of all, do you think I the director want... needs to be black? Absolutely. This okay. Is, this is uh this story is you know, for the culture this was I think, um I'm wanting, either uh, I want a, I want a female director. Of course, it has to be a female director. I want a female director. A male director is only going to gaslight the shit out of us. That, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And they're older. <sighs> Who would I pick? There's a lot. Or we could get an actor to direct it. Somebody who's been through a lot. Oh, if of the hurt. actor that directs it has to be uh, what's her name from Insecure. Um, Issa. Issa. Issa would be a great would be a great uh, director, I think. Directed by Melina Masukas. Melina Masukas. That's who I'm picking to. That's direct a really it. good selection. Melina Masukas. Tell people what Melina has. Um, has directed. Yeah, Melina directed a lot of Insecure, and she also directed Queen and Slim. That's right. Yes. And that is, uh, that and is comedic Beyonce's drama. And Formation video, hello. Yes. That's right, Melina. Formation. So yeah, I think, I, and also she does like dramedy, act, she does comedy and drama. Queen and Slim, very dramatic. Queen and Slim is comedic drama. I mean, that's, that's the score right there. Yes. All right, I have two options. Yes. I was trying to determine if I were gonna go black. Or sinister. Oh, okay. Which sinister. would have been white. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we know. Um, but they're both women. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I belong, as a human being, I belong in the Shonda Rhimes universe. Of course. So Shonda Rhimes was my first choice, mainly because I thought of, like, how Scandal was directed. Yeah. How Grey's Anatomy was written. Does Shonda direct? Yes, she, she does. does. Oh, I... I feel Excuse like me. this, in Shonda Land... There is a place where Risa Tisa is held with care. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's that. But then I thought, have you ever seen the movie American Psycho? Yes. Very sinister. You know that was directed by a woman. I did not. Yeah. Mary Heron. Okay. And I thought, because that's kind of like, if you think about American Psycho, before the end of it, and fuck off for the spoiler alerts, like it's been out for like a decades. But <laughs> it's comedy in the beginning. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like funny. So yeah. like even when he talks about like this like skincare routine, like the meticulousness of who he is, I feel like that can be transferred to someone of the two. The movie was very well done. With a good soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Well, Joyelle, is yeah. there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, get therapy, y'all. Not only get therapy, but stay in it. Uh, yeah, because we've been on and off with our couples therapists. We're about to be four years. It's like one time we took a year off, you know. You took a year off? Mm-hmm. Took a year off, was chilling, and then got back with them, you know. You go in and out if you find somebody you like. Uh, but keep in touch with a therapist, everyone. And meet their friends. Meet the friends. And he can't be six foot four. He can be six foot five. <laughs> he can be six foot three. That's hilarious. No love for six foot four. I love it. That, that should be a t-shirt. No love for the six foot four. Dudes. I'll make it a toe. I'll put it in the merch store. I now have a merch store. Matchmakermaria.shop. Yeah. I'll make a tote bag. No, what was, what did we say now? No love for the six foot four. That's what it is. <laughs> no love for the six foot four. I also have a tote I bag right it. now that says texting isn't dating. That is also punching up. 
Yes. In the most literal sense. Literally. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Thank you, Joyelle. Joyelle, thank you again for coming to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. Yay! Where can people find you? Oh, my gosh. I'm at Joyelle Nicole on Instagram. My manager wants me to post more. I'm going to try. Hopefully, this will help. And, uh, yeah, my special's on Peacock. It's called Love Joy. My album's called Yell Joy. Download that, stream it, or buy it on Blonde Medicine. Yeah, I'm all about, I mean, just look her up on Apple Music if you have Apple. Mm-hmm. Are you on Spotify too? I think so. So, yeah, let's, yeah, I mean, it is so funny. I, 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 did I tell you this? I went to Atlantic City with my mom and her best friend. I think I told you this. And our, on the ride up, I was like, I don't want to talk to you ladies anymore. I've spent enough time. Uh, can we just listen to Joyelle's album? They're like, <laughs> sure. And I press play and these women <laughs> just, I had to stop the car so they could pee. Oh, had to stop the car. That means a lot to me. I want every. I want to make everybody pee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. They loved it. I remember we had to stop at a fucking Wawa. You know how I, I feel about it. Wawas. Oh yeah. <sighs> All right, Joyelle. Thank you yes! again. Yes. And thank you for listening to the Ask My Trigger podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, comment, subscribe, like, tell a friend, tell your mother, tell your best friend, tell your cousin. Don't tell the men that are six foot four. Don't even talk to them. Just block them. Just block them. Thanks for listening. Be lovable, but more importantly, be likable. See you next week.